Yesterday on the broadcast, we asked a serious question. The question was this, do you know for sure? It's very likely that there are some listening right now. If your back was to the wall and you had to answer the question, you'd say truthfully, you'd say honestly, in all sincerity, as far as my relationship with God as far as where I will spend eternity when I breathe my last, I don't know for sure. I'm not quite certain. Well, today on the broadcast, I want to show you from the Bible how you can know for sure that God forbid you were to die today, you were to slip off into eternity, you could know for sure. You can. Today, you can know for sure, and I'm going to guide you through a gospel tract called that very question. Do you know for sure? You can find this gospel tract for free on our website, BibleTractsInc.org. I'd encourage you to go there. You can order these gospel tracts. We don't even charge for the shipping. Now, if God lays on your heart to donate to this ministry, phenomenal. But either way, we want to send them to you. Do you know for sure? Order it today, BibleTractsInc.org. But in the meanwhile, listen in for just a moment. Do you know for sure? We began by asking, what is the purpose for which God created us? And very simply, Isaiah 43, 7 answered the question, I have created him, meaning humanity, meaning you and me. We have been created for his glory. But realize that no one can bring glory to God if we're not in a right relationship with him. If sin is in the way, if we are not saved and forgiven, if we have not accepted the God-man, Jesus Christ, realize that God is merciful. He wants us to be saved, but we have to understand who Jesus is first. Jesus Christ, fully God and sinless man at the same time, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word, this is the Word, that I want you to think of it as synonymous with Jesus Christ. It's a synonym here in this verse. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. As God, Jesus Christ, he never had a beginning. He has always existed with the Father. And as man, Jesus Christ was born of a virgin and lived a sinless life. Now, pause for just a moment here. If the concepts I'm giving you right now are a little bit too much, it's too much out of the gate, you need a little bit of background and some context, you can find the podcast version of this broadcast. Just search on your favorite podcast player, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, you name it, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher. Just search for Bible Tract Echoes and you can listen to the previous day's broadcast to get a little more context on this. But if you're with me, let's continue on. Realize as man, Jesus Christ was born of a virgin and lived a sinless life. But as God, Jesus Christ never had a beginning. Jesus Christ, get this now, he is the creator of all things. The book of Colossians 1.16 says, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible. As God, Jesus Christ created the universe and all living creatures, including someone named Lucifer, the one we know as the devil or Satan. He is not our elder brother. He is 
God alone. He's part of the triune being, the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. That's who Jesus Christ is. Jesus Christ, the Bible tells us, is the only priest after Melchizedek. You say, who's this Melchizedek guy? Well, in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 24, but this man, because he continues forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. The word unchangeable means that it cannot be passed on to any other man. The priesthood of Aaron, that priesthood, it's null and void today and has been replaced by one new priest. He's the only one after the order of Melchizedek. Just to give you a little more context, you could read the book of Hebrews chapter 7 verse 11 and 18. But how does that help us? How does that affect my life and yours? Well, Jesus paid it all. As the innocent Lamb of God, Jesus died on the cross to pay the penalty for all our sins, and he rose bodily from the dead, providing our complete salvation. It's not Jesus plus something else or Jesus minus something else. It's just Jesus. Isaiah 53, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity or the sin. We talked about that yesterday, the iniquity of us all. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree or the cross. That's 1 Peter 2.24. Here's 1 Peter 3.18. For Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. So, what do we have to do to be saved? We must repent and trust in Christ and his sacrifice alone to be saved. But what does it mean to repent? Let's give some definitions. To repent means to admit our sinfulness and lost condition before God. It means to realize that we are unworthy of receiving any favor or blessing from him because we are justly condemned for our sins. To repent means to cry out to God like the publican did in Luke 18, 13 and said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. To repent means to renounce any hope that religion or good works can help us gain any part of salvation and eternal life. Romans 4, 5 says, But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Notice though, in this verse, God justifies the ungodly, not the godly. Notice, it is only to them that do not work, and instead trusting Christ's work alone, that are declared right by and with God in his sight. So then, how can we, how can you, receive eternal life and the forgiveness of our sins? First of all, we've got to realize and echo what we just said, eternal life, it's a free gift. Romans 6.23 begins with some bad news. For the wages of sin is death. But, here's where the good news kicks in, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Because it is a gift. Just like any other genuine gift, it cannot and never will be earned or deserved. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. 
It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. What's the key? The key is saving faith. What is saving faith? It's not mere agreement with facts. The Bible says that the devil believes there is only one God, but that doesn't save him. Saving faith is not just saying you believe in Jesus and then doing anything you want. A person cannot be saved by faith plus works. We already said that. It's not plus anything minus anything. To reiterate, a person cannot be saved by faith plus works, but saving faith, it's demonstrated to be real because... It can't help but cause a change in a person's life after being saved. Would you like to bow your head and receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior right now? You say, hold on a second. I've got to think about this. Go ahead. Feel free. But realize that every statement that's been made today has been backed up by Bible. How could you accept Jesus Christ today? Well, first, admit to God that you're lost. You're a condemned sinner. Next, tell God you understand that you cannot help gain any part of your salvation by any works you do. Tell God that you believe with all your heart that Jesus and he alone paid the full penalty and price for all your sins and rose again for your salvation. Fourthly, tell God you now want Jesus Christ to come into your heart as your Lord and Savior. Finally, Thank God for saving your soul and forgiving your sins. You say, hold on a second. I I, I need you to recap that. That was a lot of information. Let's go through it again. We have time. First, admit that you're lost, that you're a condemned sinner. Second, tell God you understand that you cannot gain any part of your salvation by yourself. Next, tell God you believe with all your heart that Jesus pay the full penalty. Next, tell God you want Jesus Christ, the one that died for your sins and rose again for your salvation. You want him to save you from your sins. Finally, lastly, now that you're saved, thank God for saving your soul and forgiving your sins. But you may ask, I've done that. I did it right along with you there. How can I know for sure that I'm saved? Well, God promises, Romans 10, 13, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. God says that two things will happen when you trust in Christ alone. The Spirit himself bearing witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. The Holy Spirit, remember that third part of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit? He bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. 1 John 5.13, one of my favorite verses in the Bible, a verse that helped me long ago. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God. If you prayed a prayer just now and you believed in your heart, this verse is written to you. Ye that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life. Would God lie to you? He never will. So what's next? What should we do? We need to read the Bible. We need to pray. We need to worship God. We need to be baptized. And we need to witness. We need to tell others 
what the Lord has done for us. Will any of those things, reading the Bible, praying, worshiping, being baptized, witnessing to others, will they help us further be saved? Will they result in salvation? No, 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 no. If you've already prayed that prayer and believed in your heart, you're on your way to heaven today and nothing can change that. But we should desire to do things, to continue to do things God's way. Do you have questions? Can I help you further? Would you reach out to me? Let me give you my text number one or t- once or twice. 309-316-7240. I'll give it to you one more time, more slowly. And before I do that, let me encourage you. November 13th, Saturday, 1 to 5 p.m. in Odell, Illinois. We'd love to have you come to our open house at our ministry. You can text me at this phone number, 309-316-7240. Have a great day for his glory. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.